Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Everybody is entitled to their 15 minutes of fame. Now you'll get to hear some of those people share their wisdom and insight on the fame game on Voice America Kids. Now here's your host, Maddie Rose. Welcome, everybody, to the Fame Game. I'm your host, Maddie Rose, and today we have a very special guest. Her name is Terry Bowersock, and you may know her as the owner of Shop Terry's and Shop Local Deals, but she actually wears a lot more hats than that, and I think it is just so exciting and such a treat that we get her on the air today. So thank you, Terry, for joining me. Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm so glad to share with people, and, you know, today we got to keep building those entrepreneurs because that's what makes the future for all of us around the world. Oh, well, I love your passion for that, and I'm definitely for that. So, Terry, to get started today, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? All right. Well, I was the kid least likely to succeed, believe it or not. I had dyslexia. Uh, so going through school, I just had bad grades all the way through. And then finally one day, I learned, uh, you know, what life's about is you've got to embrace whatever your disabilities might be and, and understand it and then go, okay, got it, and move on. So for me, I found the definition of dyslexia. And this is the common thing, which is more curious, we think in pictures, great insight and intuition, and we experience thought as if it were reality. Now, what I ended up doing all my life is I talked about quantum thinking, and that is the number one thing is how to think about things and, 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 and manifest them and see them in pictures in your mind. And I was born with that naturally, so I had, I had an A in, in visualization right from the beginning. How's that? Oh, well, that is just so wonderful that you were able to succeed and, you know, conquer those obstacles. I think it says a lot about somebody, you know, when they're faced with a challenge and they're definitely just, you know, all for getting to point A to point B. You know, and if people ask me, you know, what is your secret to success? What I would say very first is this key part. You have to kind of put away all those things that are going to be what you heard growing up, oh, she's not smart enough or not good enough or what your parents might have thought, you know, because they don't know. All of those things, you've got to put those all together and say, okay, they're done. I, I always say put them in the, write them up, put them in something, burn it, bury it, and say, okay, that's done. And it's about, you know, because if you're going to be an entrepreneur or a leader of that, the very, very first thing is you have to have your own self very stable you know, you don't want to be attracting people to, you know, like attracts like. You don't want to attract people to you that are unstable and don't know how to lead, don't know how to do business from their values. By being very strong as you go through life and have, I had some 300 employees, you know, they, I can't be the unstable one. I have to be the stable one because everyone comes with their own problems and it's about being stable and leading from your values. Uh, if you know your values, it's really easy to make decisions. That's the other big thing is learning how to make those decisions over your life is probably one of the hardest things. You know, we're always faced with, you know, building a business, closing a business. Is this the right thing? And you have to be a strong decision maker. So feel strong about yourself, right? Yes, absolutely. I love that, that you brought that up. Because um, being strong is just, you know, it's kind of like the key to everything, the foundation. And like you said, when you are an entrepreneur and you're kind of, you know, leading that ship, you definitely need to take control and take the reign of that. Yes. 
Yeah, because they're gonna you're gonna have unstable people and people are going through their own stuff and then they can easily get that going around them and you have to be able to know how to step in and lead, lead with positive energy. Some people who aren't cleared up themselves, they're leading with negative energy and you're bad, you're right, you're wrong. And you know what? Negative always just brings more negative. The more you learn how to bring the positive from yourself, your soul, and bring it to your people, the stronger you are, the stronger the people are around you. Definitely. I totally agree with you. And Terry, to jump in a little bit more into, you know, you as an owner and CEO. Um, so tell me a little bit about Terry's Consign and Design. How has that been for you? Perfect. Well, so here I got through school. I tried to do a little bit of college, but I couldn't do it. I just, the reading was too much for me. So I went and visited my father. My parents were divorced. I visited my father in Kansas. And he introduced me to a lady who had, like, a charity. And it wasn't even consignment in those days. People just donated their stuff to this charity, and then she sold them. And she used the word consignment. So I was one of the very first consignment uh, furniture chains in the whole world. So I looked at that idea, and I thought, wow, Phoenix is a great place because people are moving and going. I sat down, and my business plan was written up in a... A, a magazine nationally one time next to a big, you know, 200-page written-out thing, and then mine was done with crayons. I literally went home, I sat down, I drew out with crayons what the company would look like and how we would do things, how it would grow. I drew everything in, in crayons, and I called my mother that night back in Phoenix. I said, we're going to be rich. <laughs> she said, oh, no, now what? You know, dyslexics and kids are always get in trouble. So I told her about this idea. About, you know, what we would do is we would be a consignment store and people, when they're ready to move or downsize, they would bring their furniture to us and then we would put it in our store so they would consign it. And then we would advertise, display and sell it for them. And her first words were, you mean we're going to be Stanford and son? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and, you know, which is like the old old man and his son, you know, yes. you know selling thrift shop stuff. And I said, no. And she said, all right, the only, because she was a very classy lady, your designer. <laughs> and the only way I'll do this if we do, is if we do high-end designer type of stuff. So I went and borrowed $2,000 from my grandmother, and we started the business, and I ended up without any loans from a bank, built it from $2,000 to $36 million and 17 stores across the country. How's that? Oh, it sounds wonderful. You were very successful, and definitely taking that risk of taking the $2,000 to start out with looked like it definitely paid off in the end. It did. You know, and a lot of people have problems with, you know, how do you, how do you start it off? You can start it off, you know, with insurance. You can start it off with a line of credit on Visa cards. I, don't, I think it's hard when you're starting to get a loan, per se, you could go to Angel Things, and nowadays it's so crazy. You can even put your idea, I guess, on webs. Isn't that true? You can put an idea out, and people yes. can invest in it. Mm-hmm. So you know, the world is changing in many ways. But you know, the the biggest thing is, I hear a lot of people that have ideas, and they'll they'll work with it, work with it, and they they think that they've just got to have so much before they can start it. I started Terry's in, uh, <laughs> this is so funny, I, I found this little building on, on University on a major street, mm-hmm. and I went in, and I just, I, just, I just knew it. I knew I could do this, and so I asked about renting the place, and the guy was excited, and I had my money, and he handed me a lease to read, and I sat right there and fake read the entire thing, because I couldn't really read it, well, you know, uh-huh, uh-huh. and I signed it. 
and I took, gave him my 2000 or actually the 1000 as my down payment. I went out and I went home to my mom's house. I got her living room furniture, my bedroom furniture. I put it in there and I started it. And that's the point. If you're passionate about it and you really want to do it, find a way to just start, even if it's just small, even if you're just selling stuff out of your garage or, or whatever your idea is. But start with something and Every day, you keep opening your mind to the next step and the next step and make a list of what you're going to do. And from that, you can build it to all across the country. For sure. And I think you just have a wonderful story, Terry. And it's definitely very empowering to other entrepreneurs because, like you said, it's all about really having that passion and investing in it. And if it's there, then you can definitely do it. You just have to, you know, take the right steps to get there. And like you said, you kind of just found a place and it felt right and you put some furniture in it and bam, there, there it was. There, yes. You know, you've got, you've got to visualize it, see it and do it. And, you know, the thing I tell people every day, never, 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 never give up. That is, if there was what's called the secret to success, that would be it. And, you know, the other really big thing was, uh, so I'm more at the end of my business life. I've done it now for 40 years. I was 19 when I started it. And I'm about to become 60, and so, and I'm still doing this. But uh, the other thing is, being awake and aware of the things that are changing, boy, has that been an education. You know, you have to stay up. Like today, you know, it is changing so much. So uh, way back uh, way back in the beginning, here I had this store, and I had to get the story out. So I learned when I became a master marketing person. So I learned how to get out and market myself and tell my own stories. I for- I'll never forget the first way I... I discovered I was a master marketer was my store was on university and cars were going by 60 miles an hour. So I put out a mannequin my mother had from her tennis shop and put some furniture around it. And one day a truck drove by and hit her. Well, I ran inside and called the newspaper and said, there's been a mannequin accident. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the next thing you know, the newspaper was there and everything. They go, there's what? I said, there, there's a mannequin accident. And that was featured in all the magazine or newspapers locally. And I discovered when you tell uh, your own true story, a personal story, and a business story. So it's about knowing what's news. And once they got there interviewing me, what was news in my days back then was a mother and a daughter who owned a furniture store. You know, it, it was normally a very male-dominated business and father and son. And so I took off with that whole idea about mother and father. I told the stories about being dyslexic. I told the stories throughout my life. I've always shared my personal story along with my business because that's what the newspapers want. They don't just want to know you're going to have a sale this weekend. They want to know the story behind your success. Absolutely. And I mean, that's still how media is running today. They definitely love those stories. And it's very nice that you are able to get your story out there because I think it just says a lot about yourself and that you're willing to help other people and let them know that they can do it too. And like you said, it's all about never giving up, being persistent, as well as being passionate. And that's kind of the formula to success in a way. Yeah. And you know, you want to hear something funny? Oh, yeah, absolutely. The kid least likely to succeed, I hated spelling bees because, I mean, I only lasted one round. <laughs> and I ended up growing up, and I wrote five books. So I'm the author of five books, which is just funny to me. I wrote them all by pencil, by hand. Oh, you know, wow. I know nowadays everyone does it different. But for me, I have to write that way. And then, of course, I have to have somebody spell check the entire thing <laughs> over and over. Uh, so I wrote five books. Uh, it was... Success, it can be yours, how to be a millionaire, 
I wrote uh, a, a, a pricing book for furniture. I wrote another inspirational book about how to map your, you know, your visions because I believe in making that map. And every day, the more you see what you want to be, the more you repeat it to yourself, the better you are. And then my most recent book is a book that I wrote about my mother and I, which I'll talk about a little bit later. So, so I ended up doing that. I became a national speaker and uh, really had a great time. I've won 12 national awards. I was on the Oprah show. Can you believe that? I know. That's crazy. That is so amazing. You are so inspiring. I'm definitely just talking to you right now. I feel so empowered. Well, it really, truly, what they say about her having making a change, we literally almost tripled our business. And this was way back in the beginning, like 1996 or something like that. Sure. We literally tripled our business after being on the Oprah show. Wow. I had won the uh, Women's National Entrepreneur Award, and that's how I got on there. And then I ended up on Wall Street newspaper right in the front. So, And that's all been by telling a story by being passionate about what you're doing. Finding in your business, you've got to find what the news is about. For me, I really, really, I, when I was a kid, I used to cut up napkins and make people share it. I, I must have been something about trees in the past life or something, but I just, I really understood recycling very young for some reason. I was always turning off electricity and cutting up napkins and, and never being wasteful. And so, and then, of course, today, my goodness, you know, we're, we're taking our, our whole world points up a whole point, which is going to make the water rise, which is going to make all the little islands disappear. And, you know, it's causing this weather. So everything that we do, and especially in furniture, it's all about trees. The trees are what breathes the lungs of our earth. And so by recycling furniture, you're not having to bring it across the ocean when the gas, you're not having to use it. So we absolutely must recycle and reuse so that we, you know, respect the resources that the universe gave to us. Yes. How's that for passion about what I do? Oh, I mean, you are so passionate. I can definitely tell. As soon as I started talking to you, I was like, this is the most passionate woman I've ever talked to. Uh, (laughs) So and I and I love that. Well, thank you very much. Um, and then the last thing that I've built was, I think it's really interesting. So here we are with a consignment business. I started it when people didn't even know what the word consignment was. You mean that you, I buy it from you or you lease it to me? I mean, it was, it was for years, you know, I had to explain it, explain it. And then it got popular everywhere around the country. And then now, this is very important. So now we have... We have found cheaper ways of making clothes, cheaper ways of making furniture. It's changing so much. We took all of the manufacturing out of America. We, we kind of put it out all over, and they're making it very different. They're making it with lots of chemicals, unfortunately, and they're, they're changing that. But they've made everything so much more inexpensive to buy furniture or clothing that consignment stores aren't doing as well because why buy something used when you can buy something new even cheaper? And and for the last two or three years, I really was battling with, you know, the store slowing down and slowing down. And so this is the other thing about business. Everything that you start 40 years, you know, is going to change. And as an entrepreneur, you've got to keep changing. Like it got exciting when everyone was, you know, it was exciting about being in the consignment business. And then now it's changed. And then the next thing that comes along is my, my marketing guru comes to me and says, you have to be able to sell everything from a handheld device. And I said, 
I have a furniture store. How am I going to sell a sofa from a, a mobile telephone? Well, they said, you're going to have to do it. So I, in the last four years, invented my software company. So I built three different software. The first one, I messed up. I wasn't, I didn't know enough. This is the other thing. I didn't know enough about the technical world and I kind of got took. So I lost a lot of money, but I never gave up and I built two software businesses. And so what I built was, I built a, a software system that in my store, it, on the POS system, it keeps track of everything and it also puts everything online and what's online is live in the store. So if something sells online, it pulls it out of the store. And if something sells in the store, it pulls it offline. So I brought my business to a handheld device, and I believe that's what our future is going to be, is they're going to want to see what you have right there on your phone. Oh, yes, I believe it, too. And I love that, Terry. I mean, times are changing. And like you said, you kind of have to adapt to it. And I think that you've done a wonderful job of doing that so far. And it looks like we do have to take a quick little break, so let's go ahead and do that right now. Keep it right here. You're listening to The Fame Game. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. You're a responsible person, and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet. But are you doing enough? We've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green. Mario Jr. is the host of Alive and Green. The show is all about green tips, staying environmentally friendly, and having fun while doing something great for our Mother Earth. You'll want to check out the show Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. If we all do our part now, it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to our show. Welcome back, everybody, to the Fame Game. I'm your host, Maddie Rose, and we're back with Terry, uh, the woman of many hats, I would like to say. She is so successful and so inspiring and so empowering, and I truly love that. She has a wonderful story, as you can tell. She's been telling us a little bit about Terry's consign and design and really how she got started with that and launched it from the ground up. And I just think that that's so amazing that you were able to do that and really take a hold of, you know, being an entrepreneur and using that to your advantage, Terry. So now I also hear that you have shop local 
deals. And I'm really excited to talk about that, too, because this is a way to involve other businesses as well. Yes. So, so Terry's is moving along and going, but then slowing down. And so I started shopterries.com. And, you know, I put all the furniture I had in the stores online. And that alone helped us bring back up the sales, you know, 10%, 20%, even 30%, because now people were able to see it from home. And so realizing, first of all, how expensive it was to make a good shopping cart. You can make just ones offline inexpensive, but to make it where it has spidering and has the strength and all the hosting and all, all that stuff that is that technical world, it took a, it, it took a lot of money. It took actually about $300,000 over the last four years. We've tested it and everything. So it helped carry to become successful. And then I'm sitting and watching around me how many businesses, especially in Phoenix, Arizona, unfortunately, how many businesses are closing. You know, they're, they're just having a hard time staying up against. I mean, look at what we're doing today. Uh, entrepreneurs are fighting against all the things that are being sold online. And so now that money is not even staying locally. You've got all the big national people coming in, and they're the ones that can rent the buildings nowadays. It's, you know, the banks and the big landlords own all those buildings, and it's difficult um, to stay in buildings and bring enough dollars. So, I just realized how important it is for every entrepreneur to not just be sitting in their store. You need to have more. People like to have more. You know, the trend today is, you know, it is buying online. They want to have a large enough selection. So I took the same concept and I cloned it and I made shop local deals and I'm just now launching. So what we'll be doing here in Phoenix is I'll go around and find other businesses like myself Unlike Groupon, see, Groupon only sells it as really discounted, which is sometimes hard, hard for entrepreneurs, and it's just with a certificate. Well, there's still a lot of us businesses that have things to sell, washers and dryers, furniture, maybe it's a bookstore, or maybe it's jewelry that they've made or crafts that they made. There's a lot of things that people need to be able to sell online and not just in their own store. So by building this, I'm able to go on whether you just want to do a certificate about, you know, come in and have my great steak dinner at a discounted rate, or an entrepreneur or an artist that's making silver and turquoise jewelry, they can go online and have a whole, what we do is we co-op the site, and then for only 185 a month, they are part owner of the site with us, and they can go on and use as much space as they want. So I created basically a co-op um, uh, shopping cart for myself and other businesses. How's that? Oh, that sounds fantastic. And I love that you were able to encourage other businesses to really get out there and, you know, sell their merchandise or their services. Like you said, it's just kind of you need an opportunity. And this is definitely one that I think a lot of businesses would really love to take advantage of and would benefit them in, in a sense. Yeah. And it's not just getting pushed, because you get pushed in the market like Groupon. Man, that came along, and everyone had to have such low prices, and they take a, a nice percent of that. And that, that didn't really help, whereas, you know, a cart that is sustainable, they can put a good price for their product, but it doesn't have to be just a giveaway price. Because, you, you know, we, we, we can't just give it away. You know, you still have to cover your expenses. For and so that's sure. really what the site's about, is being able to sell any different ways. And what's fun about it, so I built it so it does show price range and you can talk about it. I also made it so it has a video. I made it so you can add pictures. And the whole idea is just to say to people, look what I have in my store. You're really going to love it. 
and then I added the videos, like for uh, restaurants. You know, I encourage them. Today is the day about social media, so I encourage them. If somebody's sitting there and having a wonderful meal or the best pizza they've ever eaten, pull out your phone because we all have a video machine right in our telephone. Pull out that phone and say, do you mind if I get a testimony from you about this pizza, why you like it? Get it filmed and put it right on there. So I made the site kind of a little bit of social networking and, uh, you know, about your product. It's so it's TV, radio, print, all in one type of thing. And what we'll do is we'll launch that here in Phoenix. And then we look to have like a franchisee in different cities around the country to come take the same idea that we have and use our system. And then they can franchise it in their own city and we can help entrepreneurs. How's that? Oh, it sounds wonderful. I just think the whole idea is just ingenious, really. And like you said, it was all about, you know, kind of making that idea become a reality and truly get it out there. And I think Shop Local Deals is definitely going to be booming because, like you said, it's really all about, like, connecting with the age and and also, you know, adapting to what we have today. And that's truly about social media. Like you said, social media, any types of media, it's really kind of a driving force now for businesses out there. Exactly. And it also, there's another thing about that, which is that whole thing they talk about shopping local. You know, in, in, in our own town, we need to get Phoenix back up on its feet and going because, you know, the economy here. And so, you know, it's those entrepreneurs that get out there and put that stuff out there so that instead of, uh, instead of the big companies just keep, you know, coming through and selling it all nationally online because they're usually the only ones that can afford those big carts. So by us sharing it together, we can afford together to do it, and it's about marketing. So for me, example, here in Arizona, uh, American Furnishings came into town, and he wants to be the Walmart of the furniture industry, and he'll spend like 100000 a month and do $3 million a month in sales and so on. Well, as a small entrepreneur, my 10000 or 20000 a month in advertising is nothing anymore, you know, because media is so different. And so, again, by us all being on the same card, we can pool our emails, we can pool our marketing, and now my 10000 with your 10000 with somebody else's 10000 together, we can get out there and say, listen, come shop local deals and see what we have. That's perfect, and I love that idea once again. I just think it's it's just such a really creative idea that allows other people to work together, like you said. And I've heard from so many people on my show, all, all sorts of guests from different walks of life, that it's truly about working together. When you can take two people that are passionate about doing something and have a common goal, you really can be a driving force for whatever you're trying to accomplish because one person can do a lot of good, but I like to say that a lot of people together can truly make that a reality. It, that is so true. And, you know, that's, that's what we were. And, you know, actually, that's what social media was originally built for spiritually. It was about reaching out and bringing us all together and communicating together. But we also have to do that for those entrepreneurs because as much as there is big businesses, very true, all big businesses started as little entrepreneurs. Henry Ford, you know, Mr. Hershey bankrupted his company three times before he learned enough to succeed. So, you know, that's that other thing is failures. A lot of times we'll get out and try something and we don't succeed. For example, I'll say Shop Local Deals was not the big success I thought it was going to be originally. Um, I thought, boy, I was going to build it and it was just going to take off. Well, I've gotten it up to about 40,000 hits per month, which is good. But it, in, in the marketing world, especially how much stuff is online, 
it's still it's like being in a huge newspaper and you're just a little tiny dot on the page. And so and that's the other reason. Again, forward thinking. So I built this site. I knew it worked. I even consigned from people's homes so they don't even have to bring it in the store anymore. So I knew that it was a great idea. But again, it, this is this one's so important. We all can have wonderful, great ideas. But if you don't get it out there in the public, it doesn't. It's not going to go. And the hardest thing, the hardest thing for all of us is getting that business out there. And you know, now you're competing not only with your local business, but all the national businesses online and in town. And so the only way, so after building this, that's also why Shop Local Deals became so strong in my mind. So by bringing uh, other businesses along with mine, we'll set up carts all next to each other. And we'll be able to, they can see my business and they can see someone else's business or, you know, stop over and have, you know, dinner at this place. And it's by bringing it together that we build a large enough dollar amount to be seen on site. Because just by yourself nowadays, because there's so many people online, you got to have, you have to have a co-op, a, a group of people to help get it out there. Absolutely. I mean, that is how you do it. And you've had so much success with it so far. And Terry, I kind of want to jump in a little bit more into you being an entrepreneur and kind of, you know, the general aspects of entrepreneurship, because I just think it's so interesting. And I know everybody knows that you're very successful, very reputable. And I kind of want to ask you, um, what would you say the biggest benefit to becoming an entrepreneur is? You know, that's always been funny for me because mine was I had to because I got a job <laughs> application. And, you know, so for me, I mean, it was a basic uh, need I had to make a living. You know, it, it really was. And that and that can be that way for many people. They might be somewhere where that's the only, you know, maybe you're a farm person out and there's not enough business around you, a small town. So the only way you can do it is by becoming an entrepreneur and having that idea and putting it out online or whatever it is. So uh, to me, I think that um, it's allowed me to really grow into a very uh, strong person. It, it takes years to do that, but it, I'm, I'm able to make very good decisions. I'm able to, you know, you know, be my own person. I think it's been fun to invent. And, and that, and too, I, as much as I told you the things I have done, there's about a good handful of 15 things that I invented that didn't do anything. And, uh, but that happens, you know, it's, but it's the, it's the fun of inventing it. It's the fun of putting it together. I love coming up with ideas that help other people. You know, the books that I've written have all been based on, you know, how to succeed. I was going to, um, uh, let me see what it is. How to become a team coach, how to become a leader, how to, I even came up with my own sayings about, you know, if you're going to become, want to become a millionaire and you do it just to become rich and count your money, you'll never be rich. And so it's really been a life lesson for me. I went from 2000 to 36 million. I lived in the big mansion and all of that great, wonderful things. And then in 2010, as we all know, we all failed. You know, mm-hmm. banks and businesses were closing, and I was one of them. We actually went out of business and had to go into bankruptcy, which literally, it was, it was so hard on me. Uh, because as, as an entrepreneur, you think, what did I do wrong? And, and you really, you just, you, you know, you feel bad about what you've done. And then you watch a movie called Too Big to Fail, and you understand 
the world of money is very different. It's all about the, the banks and about real estate, and they're moving the market up and they're moving the market down. And it took me about a year and a half to just, you know, breathe it off, get over it. Uh, but as soon as the things had cleared up, I turned right around and I, I started off thinking, what am I going to do? You know, I couldn't even fill out a job application still. You know, am I going to be a greeter at Walmart? And I stopped and I listened to myself and I said, you know, I have recycled all my life. The world needs it more than ever. People are downsizing. And despite all the difficult legal problems, I turned around, I opened back up a store and built back five stores in Phoenix, Arizona. So I don't have the chain across the country. I've narrowed it down to just, you know, five stores here in Phoenix and, and the website. But that was also a part of the entrepreneurship. you got to understand you're going to go up. And you're going to probably come down because the universe and the finances of the world do that. And you have to know that it's not your fault or not your fault or things like that. You have to understand that the world moves this way. And the, and the game and the fun of it is being able to move along with it and, and don't lose yourself. Yep, and that is definitely a great lesson to learn, Terry. And I thank you for, you know, pointing that out to us because sometimes it's just a little hard to take a step back and see that. And like you said, it's just kind of the matter of the game. And I think that, um, again, that's just a very good point to bring up that we can understand now. Yeah, yeah, and and things are going to happen. You know, you know you're going to have stuff. I, I had a, a CEO that worked for me that stole about $2 million. And I remember, you know, here I'd, you know, built the business. I had, uh, you know, then it, it all got built up, and then a whole lot of things happened, and, you know, someone stole a lot of money. And I remember one night I went outside, and I said, that's it. Beam me up, Scotty. I just had it. Oh, nuts. my goodness. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, and this is also after my mom, which I'll tell this in just a second. Yes. And I, I went outside, and I just spiritually heard something that said very, very clearly to me. The first thing that was said was, because I had lost $2 million, the universe said to me, what's $2 million to eternity? It was the most amazing thought in my mind because I, right there that second, it went away. You know, just the whole reality of about, you know, we're not just the sum of who we are here on Earth. We're the sum of who we are of all of us on Earth and, and all of us being together and it's and, and eternity, and it's, you know, there's no one amount that's low or high. And so I, I just absolutely let that go because it's just about learning the lessons. And then that the second thing was, you know, all your life you've, you've helped people recycle and, and repurpose and everything, and that's still what your passion is supposed to be. And, man, I went inside, and that was the next day that I found a building, got going, and rebuilt it. Uh, just understanding we all have a purpose here. And we're all just basically learning to do stuff like you, which is sharing our stories with each other and just giving us the insight and the power to do it. I agree. And with that being said, we do have to take a quick little break, Terry. So let's go ahead and do that right now. Keep it right here. You're listening to The Fame Game. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. 
Your host will be combing the pages of the mall and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. Show the world your smile. Be the star you are. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. On Tuesdays at noon Pacific, teens talk and the world listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio on Voice America Kids. Come play with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to our show. Welcome back, everybody, to the Fame Game. We're back with Terry, of course. So we're having a fantastic conversation with Terry. She has been so insightful, so inspiring, and so empowering in so many different ways. Um, and again, we're just so happy to have you on the air, Terry. And Thank you. Of course. It's my pleasure. And my next question for you, Terry, is I would like you to go a little bit into your story of you and your mother, because I know that you, we've been inching closer and closer to talking about this and your book and um, really how it's evolved into what it is now. Yeah, so my mother and I, so after, got her in there after the Stanford's done, we built it together. Oh, she had it so decorated. Most people would walk in and say, what is this? They didn't even know it was a used furniture store, gently used, <laughs> uh, because she just always set it up so beautifully. So we were together for many, many years, became very successful, very well known. And unfortunately, in 2005, the end of 2004, a... Uh, a charming predator, which is what's happening today. A lot of our moms were kind of a divorce era, and they got back in, and they got jobs, and they built themselves up. And then as they got older in life and lonely, some uh, a man came along and, you know, basically swooped my mother's offers feet and et cetera, et cetera. And it turned out he was a con man, and he had done this to five other women before her. So he would go into their lives and basically, you know, little by little, they'd take over their money, they'd take over the last thing, they'd take over the house. And unfortunately, this time, he also um, murdered my mother. So he, there's a book that was written about her. And actually, there's uh, two or three other mini-series, three TV shows, and two books that have been written about her story because it was so well-documented. So um, he had... Uh, taken her and called me one day and said that she was kidnapped and it, and so uh, you know down in Tucson so I flew down to, got down to Tucson and was out you know looking for her and everything and then as the police kept working with it of course it turned out not to be somebody who kidnapped her but he had kidnapped her and and, and murdered her and he hid her in the desert and just like Terry's typical style I just you know I. And he never admitted, of course, to murdering her, and so I didn't know if she really was kidnapped or not. So I ended up going to the desert and searched for her for 300 days, 360 days, believe it or not. I've, I never have wanted to dig another hole in the sand as long as I live, but 
I had to get out there and learn how to really search for something and look for the signs. The Indians that were out there came out and taught me about tracking and finding. And again, I used my media. I know there was it was already a big story, it become a national story, and I was I stayed on that news over and over and over because I kept looking for it, which is not what most people do. And I ended up having, every weekend, I had people joining me, and we would form long lines and search the desert. I had helicopter people come along and help me search for it. It was amazing by keeping that story out there and never giving up because, boy, when it came midsummer that one year and I was still out there looking and it was like 110 out there, I wanted to give up. I was kicking the sand. <laughs> I was mm. just so mad. And um, because of being on the media... Um, somebody that was out looking for stones to make jewelry um, came across came across her body where she was buried, and uh, so they you know got me out there of course, and it, it turned out to be her, which helped me because I was spending my whole life just you know always wondering is that you is that her because I wasn't sure. So uh, it, that was a, a, a big change in my life, and um, but I you know I, I worked through it and I've uh, been able to forgive and move on because, you know, we're all here learning together. You know, we see crime every day, and it's so easy to think crime is just something you see on TV, but really crime happens to each and each of us, and, and it is the people. It's not just something that's on the news. It happens to people's families. And so I started giving lots of speeches, and I wrote another book called The Other Side of Crime, and primarily it was written uh, because... I studied the signs of what happened, and they were so common. You know, this person comes along, they're very charming, and, you know, they have an invention or idea. They just had some money, and they always kind of have a sad story. And so, you know, if you've even heard about this, Maddie, you know, where you'll hear about women, they get online, and somebody's talking them into, you know, they love them, and they have problems, and they're sending them money. You've heard of that, right? Oh, I have, definitely. And I feel like, like you said, it's stuff that we commonly hear on the news. Yeah. And it it can happen right in your own family. And so it is about, you know, as much as we do need to all trust each other, we also, as women, don't don't get, that's giving up your power. That's that whole thing about knowing your own power and, and not giving up that own power and making sure that, you know, you know the signs of somebody that's coming along in the con. What, I, what you hear is, oh, he was so nice and he'd help me at things. And I said, you know, and as we noticed, like with my mom, the guy never worked. Of course they're nice. That's their job. You know, that's their job. What they're there to do is to con you and to have you buy into all that, buy into their drama. And then the next thing you know, you're trying to help them and, and do that. And she ended up losing all of her money that we had built and her life because of that. So that's that whole thing about, you know, we go back, why you like being an entrepreneur. Everything in life is about becoming your own strength, your own knowledge, and working from a very, very good heart, but also being able to discern when somebody comes along that's not so good and how to learn to step back and not go that route. Yes, and I couldn't agree more with that. And Terry, tell me a little bit about, too, you know, how, you know, writing that book has evolved into a movie now. You know, it was, I wrote the book, and uh, 
part of how the movie came about, but um, um, what is it? Identity detectives or uh, the detective ones? Um, they had heard about the. They, first of all, she was on a couple of those uh, psychic detective shows because there was a lot of psychics that got into it. And then it was the uh, detective show that they were doing a mini-series called Handsome Devils. And so uh, they did a whole mini-series about different women or different things that had happened to people. And then they're the ones that did the mini-movie. And as a matter of fact, this Wednesday... I'm doing another one because my mom's case was one of the most documented ones because of, I guess, me being out in the desert, um, <laughs> that they've really used this over and over and over. So the next one that they're doing is called Secrets to the Grave because her whole life was all about secrets. There was everything that he told her was all a lie, you know. Um, they, they, I always thought because I couldn't find anything online about him. Finally, I searched everywhere. I could never find anything about him that he was okay. Well, as it turns out, that's called ghosting. And the police officers let me know that when you can't find out something, these professionals know how to keep their name out of all of those online things. And so we just always have to learn. And just like you, we got to share stories. And that's what this is about. So by me writing a book and, and doing these movies, and I always agree to help them. You know, I, I, I just hope somebody watches that, whether we're young or old or male or female or whatever. Um, we, we have to be careful about if it's too good to be true, it might be too good to be true. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a good thing that you put that out there, too. And like you said, there are those films available now for people to, you know, watch and indulge in. And like you said, it's all about educating yourself and also learning, you know, right from wrong and kind of seeing those telltale signs. And um, like you said, telling the stories, that's super important. I know a lot of people who have gone through unfortunate events in their life, they really love to go ahead and share that with other people. And that just gives them a new perspective and a new light to the table. Yeah. And, and, and you know what? It's that self-confidence. If you've worked really hard to make that money, you know, you deserve it. You know, that, that always is the real basis of ha- is having that great sense of value and self-confidence that, you know, it is, it's not, and, and feeling vulnerable about love. You've got to love yourself first and you have to feel confident about yourself because like attracts like. So if you're afraid or anything like that, you're going to attract you open the doors to attract that. You've got to feel strong about yourself and healthy, and you deserve whatever you've made in life. And, and be clear about that. You, you don't have to go giving it away. Absolutely. And we do have a few more minutes on this segment, Terry, and I don't want to shift the interview too far over, but I just thought, because I know you had mentioned in the beginning of the show that you were on Oprah before, and we kind of touched on that, but how was your experience with that? I mean, you know, taking everything that you've gone through in your life as well as your success in your business and kind of coming on that show, and like you said, it was kind of an empowering moment for you. It really was. I'll never forget, they called and asked me to go on there. And the night before I went there, I stood outside underneath our, you know, the, the sky and the stars. And I looked up and I went, oh, my God, I'm going to be on Oprah. <laughs> and I, you know, I had I'd always wanted to shout about my success and about who I'd become because, you know, as, as a dyslexic kid, I, I'm just as surprised you know, that I made it uh, because, because we had all those doubts. And so here I'm looking at the sky and I said, you know, tomorrow I'm not going to tell the world I'm successful. Oprah is. And I and the the second thought was, oh, thank God it's not Jerry Springer because with my grades I could have ended on that show just as easy. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so 
You know, it was, it really, it, it probably was the most pivotal thing that happened in my life. It, it kind of validated me in the sense of, you know, that my story was, was powerful enough and strong enough that I ended up on the Oprah show. And, you know, it, it's just, um, people like you who are doing shows, people like Oprah, who every day, all that she's doing is sharing everybody's stories. And so that goes to tell us how important it is that we share our stories to each other because my story might just inspire somebody or teach somebody something. Your story inspires somebody, and that's all that Oprah has really done. Oprah has just been there to share this story with you. And and from everybody's lessons, that's how we evolve, become stronger. And, and look at what we've done as women. When I started this, a woman did not own a furniture store. And today... Women are breaking the glass ceiling. We are understanding that we can get out there and we can be successful. We can be entrepreneurs. And it's all because we keep sharing our lessons and our stories with each other. Yes, 110%. You couldn't have said it better, Terry. And with that being said, we do have to take a quick little break. So let's go ahead and do that right now. Keep it right here. You're listening to The Fame Game. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. Show the world your smile. Be the star you are. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. On Tuesdays at noon Pacific, teens talk and the world listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio on Voice America Kids. Come play with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're tuned in to Maddie Rose and the Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, let's get back to our show. Welcome back, everybody, to the Fame Game. So we're back with Terry in our final segment. I know, as usual, time flies by when you're having fun. And we've definitely been having some really wonderful conversation with Terry. Um, she's brought a lot of topics to the table, and she's really insightful, and we just so appreciate that. And, Terry, my next question for you, one of my final questions for you is, what advice would you have given yourself 15 years or so ago based on what you know now? Because I know, for me... I actually got asked this question at a panel that I was doing at ASU, and they had asked me this question, and it kind of took me back for a second, and I had to think about it. So I'm curious to see what your answer would be. I'm sorry, give it, I, I, I listened to the second half. What, so what's the question again? Yes. So what advice would you have given yourself 15 years or so ago based on what you know now? 
Oh, that is uh, that. Uh, that always is a good question. Yes. <laughs> you know, um, I, you know, I, I I think I have to just go back to if you believe in yourself, you can do anything. And I, I, it took me a long time to get over the fact that because I am dyslexic. I mean, imagine this. You know, first of all, I can't spell. I wrote a book. Second of all, do you know that still today I do not use computers? I, it's very hard for dyslexics to do things in, in order. So to get in and do a computer, and I invented three software companies. And it's not, and even still today, I struggle very hard. As a matter of fact, I run my entire company off of an iPad. I was going to think, I guess Bill Gates who made the little iPads because it, it, it wasn't as difficult as to get on and it had spell check and those kind of things. And so, uh, but I, 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 I wish I had, had more ability to do the computer. But the advice that I had to give to myself was, you know, don't trip over what you can't do. It's, it's always been embarrassing for me. And even when I show people a computer, I usually have to let them work, you know, go in it and go out of it because I have a difficult time. And it's easy for me to always feel not as worthy. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, how can you have a software company and you don't even know how to run a computer? But, you know, that is the advice. We all were born different for a reason. It, it was I had I had to remember that it was my creative mind that thought about doing a shopping cart a little bit different. Otherwise, you get on there nowadays, and it's all the same stuff, and it's all stuff that's made overseas, and it all, you know, they did that. I went on and made a different-looking sign. It was very, it felt very warm and very easy. You just get on, one step, get on, get off. So it was my creative mind that allowed me to make all the things that I invented. And even along the way, I always said, oh, I'm not smart enough, not smart so that's that's it. You have to know inside your heart you are you are here doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. There are no mistakes. We are made differently so that one person well, you know, we talk about being creative. So as a dyslexic I have mostly a right brain and no left brain. <laughs> so you know, that's what my gift was, whereas somebody else might not be as creative, but they have a real strong left brain, and they're able to sit and do all that detail. So that's my advice. My advice is to believe in yourself. When you believe in yourself, you can do anything. Absolutely. And thank you, Terry, again for sharing that. And finally, how can others contact you and or find out about Terry's and Shop Local Deals? You know, the easiest thing since they've heard my name is let's just go shopterrys.com. ShopTerrys.com, and there's a contact me page, and you can see what I've built, and then you can also see how to get to shop local deals. If this is something you'd like to do where you are, wherever you are, and use the software, you know, come along. That's what I built this for, is to help all of us join together and have a way of selling your goods, my goods to each other so that we can help those small local entrepreneurs. Yes, I love it. Well, thank you so much again, Terry, for joining me today. It was an honor to interview you, and thank you for bringing so much energy to my show. Oh, Maddie, and thank you for sharing this with kids and mothers and people around the world. And uh, again, you've got to be the storyteller and grow up to be the next Oprah. Oh, yes, I will definitely be right there, hopefully. (laughs) All right. That's the goal. Well, thank you, Terry. My pleasure. Well, with that being said, that is our show for today. Hope you enjoyed it just as much as I did. Keep it right here, and I'll see you next week.
Thank you again for listening to The Fame Game on the Voice America Kids channel. Be sure to join Maddie Rose again next week for another great show. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring.